do you know the Enneagram? Do you know Myers-Briggs? Do you know astrology? It's like that, except it uses your birth time in these ancient esoteric systems that pull together an energetic blueprint of who you are. And it tells you how you are meant to kind of move through the world um, at your most natural state. Um, Welcome to Your Intuitive Wedding Business, a podcast supporting wedding professionals and other creatives to step out of the cycle of burnouts and doing what you should do in your business and reconnect with your own inner roadmap that leads to your most thriving business and life. I'm your host, Jen Creed, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am so, so, so excited to have joining me today, Christina, who is a human design expert. And if you have talked to me anytime in the past, I don't know, probably at least two years, uh, I have probably been like, do you know, have you ever heard of human design? And then if you're like, no, I tried to explain it and do a really terrible job. So I'm really excited to have Christina here today. Um, she is also a mom. She is a creative. She uh, also used to be in the wedding industry. She has done wedding videos and just has a really like great knowledge also of the wedding industry. So just so many, so many amazing things. And thanks so much for being here with me today, Christina. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love it. Yeah. You actually did my first ever human design reading. I think you were the very first person that I ever came into contact with human, human design through. So, um, just feels extra special to have you on here today. I love that. And it's so funny because, um, because of like, you know, the mastermind and stuff that I was in when I started my human design business and like all of that, like so many people that were kind of like my first clients were also in the wedding industry. So I was like giving like human design readings to people like photographers, you know, it's just so many people in the wedding industry. So it was like, I have this like cozy little, cozy it's little, little perspective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that. Well, okay. So give us the brief rundown or not so brief rundown on what is human design and kind of give an explanation for people because I can never give a good explanation for it when people ask just that it's life-changing and you need to know about it. <laughs> you know, so I always say, and like, if you have like two seconds, I'm like, it's like astrology. Okay. It's, it's based on her birth time and it kind of tells you more about who you are. Um, and that is like, so not the explanation of human design, but if you have two seconds, that's what I go to. If you've got like 15 seconds, I'll be like, do you know the Enneagram? Do you know Myers-Briggs? Do you know astrology? It's like that, it, except it, use, it uses your birth time in these ancient esoteric systems that pull together an energetic blueprint of who you are. And it tells you how you are meant to kind of move through the world um, at your most natural state. Um, and then if you have like an hour, I'll give you the whole thing <laughs> um, because I love to go kind of in depth with everybody, but that's how, what I tell people. I'm like, it's, it's similar to all the things that we, the Buzzfeed quizzes and all that stuff where you just like you, I want to know more about myself and human design is going to give you the most holistic picture of who you are in your most natural state, like who you were born as. Um, and it's also going to give you, you know, perspective into you know, some of these energies that you're moving into and like, you know, how you are meant to change and grow through the, through your lifetime. Um, but ultimately it is like who you are at your most natural state. Oh, I love that so much. And that really resonates for me. I feel like I love the Enneagram. I, 
found the Enneagram well before, you know, coming into human design. And the more I've learned about it, the more I see that Enneagram is kind of our protection mechanism. It's kind of the personality we put on in response Mm -hmm. to everything. So coming into human design, I love that. It really does. It just resonates. It's like, oh yes, Mm -hmm. like this is who I am. And I think that that is tuning more into that is such an important part of running an intuitive business because you have to know yourself to be able to, to connect with that and to be able to, to move in a way that, uh, is really aligned for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, with Enneagram or even Myers-Briggs, like, I don't know any, anything that you have to like take a quiz or answer questions with, I'm like, okay, that to me is something that could probably change throughout your life. Um, and every day, you know, we're experiencing different energies. So like in human design, you're also kind of changing and experiencing different things day to day, but ultimately you have who you are on a consistent basis. And it gives you this, like, we call it deconditioning in human design, where it, it gives you the base so that you can start peeling back the layers of how you've moved through the world in ways that don't serve you. And you can get to this like core of who you are. And you can start moving through the world in ways that do serve you and do serve your natural energy. So it's, it's all energetics. It's, um, you know, it's very, but it's still very dynamic. So we're still very experiencing different things throughout the day and whatnot. But like, yeah, like you said, with Enneagram, it's, it's who you are because of the life you lived and Mm -hmm. human design is just who you are. Mm. Yes. I love that distinction. So tell us about, so there's the main types in, in human design. Can you give us a, a quick rundown on what those are? Yes. I can't promise that will be quick, but, um, it doesn't have to I be quick. <laughs> I'm concision is not my, uh, if that's a word, it's not my strong suit. So there are four main aura types in human design. So we're once again, kind of talking about the energetics and, um, the first one that I'll talk about is kind of the majority of the population's generators. And they're the builders of the world. You'll see a lot of, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you'll see a lot of content and stuff about them being the worker bees of the world and whatnot. And before you like, if you're a generator, before you like stop listening to the podcast, I want to put an asterisk there because a lot of people who are generators find human design because they're very burnt out and they're tired. And so when I say things like, oh, you're the worker bee, you're the builder, you're the, I never say worker bee, but for this context, you know, when you hear that, they're like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do it. Like I'm tired. And that's because generators are really here to do the things in life that satisfy them. They have this big, beautiful, warm, enveloping aura and that attracts things to them, brings them things to respond to. They're kind of just meant to like move through life, allowing things to come to them saying like, oh yes, I want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel like it's going to satisfy me. It doesn't feel I don't have the energy for that right now because they have this sustainable energy. Their sacral is defined and that means that they have sustainable battery, um, but they're not supposed to use that battery on things that don't satisfy them, that aren't pleasurable for them. Um, and if they do, which most generators kind of get caught in this, like, I don't know, lie that we're just supposed to work, 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 work because we have the energy. So we get caught up in capitalism and give all our energy to other people. Um, we end up getting really tired in our, and that battery kind of wastes away. So we burn out. Um, so ultimately generators are here to work and live a life that is deeply fulfilling and deeply satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have projectors, 
Projectors are our guides. And again, I want to put an asterisk there because a lot of people hear that and they're like, well, I must be a projector because I love coaching people. I love giving advice. Um, I'm really good at it. And then they found that, find out they're not a projector and they're like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's, it's once again, like just down to the aura mechanics, right? So, so um, with generators, I was talking about that like big, warm, fuzzy, aura that just envelops people and, and magnetizes. Um, projectors have this really pokey proby aura that sees deeply into the other person. And so that's why they're our guides. They're meant to be our advisors because they have this really unique perspective where they can kind of taste your energy and see what's working, what's not, what's healthy and what's not and give you guidance based off of that. Um, but that guidance and that um, advice has to be invited. Otherwise it's not received very well. And that can make a projector feel very bitter. Um, and then we have manifestors. Manifestors are our initiators of the world. Um, and the asterisk with that is that we can all make things happen. <laughs> we can all do things with our life. A lot of people hear manifestor, they hear initiator and they think, oh, well, I'm not a manifestor. I can't, I can't do things. I can't make things happen. I'm like, no, it's once again, down to mechanics mechanically, we're going to make things happen in different ways as generators. So manifestors are really here to like make an impact. Their aura is closed. Um, so you, you know, you can't really see and you can't really get in there because they need this, they need the space to be able to kind of move through the world at their own pace, according to um, what they're initiating in the moment. And they get these um, like lightning strikes where, they start initiating something they can't really stop. And that thing then moves out into the world and impacts others and influences others. And, um, so, and that happens on like a cellular level. So that's really the, the biggest difference is that when a manifestor initiates, they're initiating the world on like a cellular level, the initiating the person on a cellular level. And they're, I mean, yeah, we're talking like an individual person can be initiated into something, but they can also be initiating projects. They can be initiating like collective thoughts. There's really no limit, but they are like, they get a lightning strike and then they themselves are also a lightning strike in a way. Um, and then we have our reflectors, which are like our mirrors of the world, like the sage kind of old owls that have this really unique perspective uh, because they take in the energy of others and of the world around them and they reflect it back. Um, so they are very, very wise. Um, they have a very unique relationship with the moon because the moon is giving them their most consistent energy and it's helping them, you know, how they make their decisions and stuff is based off of lunar cycles and whatnot. Um, but I always pay attention <laughs> to a reflector when they're saying something different than what everybody else is saying. And obviously like people are people and we have conditioning and whatnot. So you don't give your authority away to anybody, but when a reflector has like a hot take, I always stop and give them my ear because I'm like, what do you, what do you know that we don't know? Mm. Because they just have this, their entire body is taking in information from other people and from the world and reflecting it back. And they're, um, yeah, they're, they're really rare, um, but they're very amazing. I love that. I don't know if I have met a reflector yet. I don't know if I know anybody personally that's a reflector. Yeah. You know, it's funny because 
I can generally tell when there is one around, um, mm. just the way that they move through the world is different. And um, they glow like internally to me, mm. they look like they, they have this, like in the same way the moon kind of shines and like has this oh, like yeah. luminescence to it. They glow to me <laughs> at least. Um, but yeah, they're not, they're not super common, but you probably run into one um, and just not known it. Yeah, I love that. Now, what about manifesting generator? So that's just the combination yeah. of manifester and generator, right? Yeah, kind of. So you've got um, generators are um, manifesting generators are a subtype of the generator aura. So there's like a bunch of different subtypes in the projector type itself. There's mental projector, energy projector, splenic projector, emotional projector, and manifesting generator. Often we talk about almost as like a fifth type um, because there are so many of them. Um, but they fit under the category of the generator. So the same thing that I said about generators with the, the aura and the responding and all that, um, they applies to manifesting generators as well. Um, pure generators, they move a little bit slower. They kind of move response by response. I call them the snails. <laughs> I think we're just snails. I'm a generator. <laughs> we just kind of move slow. We're here for mastery. We kind of just go at our own pace. Doesn't mean we can't be fast. We can definitely be fast. We can make things happen for sure. Um, but you know, we're, we're one step at a time type of people. Uh, manifesting generators have what's called a, a motor to throat connection. And I know that's kind of technical for a podcast, but um, it gives them a little bit of extra zing. And so their aura remains the same. Um, it's warm, enveloping. They're here to respond. But when they respond to something, they just kind of move a lot faster. They can, especially depending on how their throat is defined, um, they can move very, very quickly. And they often kind of bounce from one thing to another. Um, so they're, we call them like our multi-passionates, our multi-creatives. Again, that's not like <laughs> exclusive to manifesting generators. There's a lot of reasons why you might be a person who does a lot of different things. Um, but manifesting generators in general kind of go from one thing to another. They might skip a step and then go back and refine. Um, they're just kind of zippier, zingier, I would say. Yeah, I love that. I am a manifesting generator. So uh, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna start a podcast and here we are and I've recorded six interviews and it's out in the world and we're going and it's yep. so fun and I love it. And like, yeah. yes, I'm still also photographing weddings and I photograph families and I love all the things. And that was such a like, I mean, it was such a, big thing because there was a lot of things going on just business advice I was saying in 2020 is real is when we when I got my first reading from you and there was a lot of advice going around and a business thing that I was in of like you have to focus on one thing niche down niche down focus on one thing focus on one thing and that just never felt right to me that was so freeing to have that not, you know, not that we need permission for anything, but it was just such a good confirmation of what I was feeling and helping me to trust what I was feeling inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest things too, with human design is that you don't have to subscribe to the general advice anymore. When you mm -hmm. find your design, it's like all of the the autonomy that you've been, you didn't know you were giving away the authority that you didn't know you're giving away because you're like, Oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go read the books and I'm going to go take the courses and I'm going to give, I'm going to go pay the experts to tell me what to do. And then you do that to a T and you're still burnt out and you're still, bleh. um, you, 
like human design kind of gives you a reason as to why that might happen. And so for you being in a program that's like niche, 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 pick one thing, pick one thing. And you being like, but my body's saying, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do this and I want to do that. Like, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be satisfying for you. And as a generator type, like that's what matters the most is that, is that energy is that sacral is giving that sacral what it wants. And that could be three things at one time. And you have the capacity to do that. And you have the authority to know that that's right for you, but we are constantly giving our authority away to other people. And it doesn't mean that we can't listen to other people or what other people have to say is always going to be wrong for us. But human design gives us the ability to know that we can take that in, let it ruminate in our body, and then see what feels right for us, if anything. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of a good roadmap to just check back in against. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it's not it's not bad or wrong to, you know, seek out people who have been on this journey or whatever, but then knowing that we have the ability to like, okay, now I'm going to go and check that against what's right for me. And I think that there is so much power in that. Yeah. Yeah, cuz human design like, I mean, without getting all the way into it, like it's, it's giving, everybody has their own different way of making decisions. Everybody has, you know, different energy centers defined or undefined. So they're going to be taking in the energy of other people or putting out different energy, having some energy be consistent, some energy be inconsistent. Um, it even tells us things about the correct environment for us, what we're, how we digest things, information and food, how we are meant to see the world, how we're motivated all that kind of stuff. And every single thing is different typically between two people. Like you might have, oh, I, you know, have need motivation and so does my best friend, but you know, she's got six different centers and is a one, three profile or a five, one profile and -and so-and-so's whatever. And there's just like, even though there might be one shared similarity between one person and another, there's going to be a gajillion differences. I have never seen two of the exact same charts. Oh, that's so cool. I, I mean, honestly, I bet you relate to this. I mean, human design is probably one of the better things that's ever happened to my marriage also, because I am a manifesting generator. I am go, go, go. We got to do this. Go nonstop. I'm ready to like jump up and get going in the morning. I mean, I was not always like, (laughs) I was not always a morning person, but I am now. Um, I guess it was always in me, but I was not always Mm -hmm. tuned to it. Um, but my husband is a projector. Um, and so like, and he runs his own business and that I think was just one of the most freeing things is especially because I think so much, so much business advice is made for generators. It's about how to go out and create and like hunt this thing down and make it happen. And there was so long that he was trying to move in that space. And that was just never going to work for him as a projector. Um, and it's been so fascinating to watch him like feel into more of that, that projector way and waiting for the invitation and that, that kind of stuff. And it's, yeah, it's so, it's just so powerful. I'll have to check with him, make sure it's cool that I shared that or else I'm going to have to cut it out. Um, yeah, it's, it's just such a great tool. Even, um, you know, there's so much. Like there's a, so the thing, the parts of my chart I'm most familiar with obviously are like the manifest, manifesting generator. I know the basics of my profile, which is one, three. Um, what do you call the, is, is it like the, um, the not self, like the, the, the signals that you're on track and the signal that you're not like, what are, what are those? Yeah. So those are your, your not self feeling and your signature feeling. So your signature feeling 
um, it's, it's tied to your type, um, both your signature and your not self. So for generator types, your signature is going to be satisfaction. And that's how you know you're on track and you're um, not self feeling, which is how you kind of know you're off track or something's blocking you is frustration. Um, and then for projectors, success is your signature feeling. That's another thing that throws people for a loop when they are not projectors. They're like, oh, I'm not going to be successful. I'm like, that's not what it means. <laughs> we can all be successful because we all have our different definitions of success. And that's what is really important for projectors to know and other people to know is that success is personal. It's this internal feeling of success. And that doesn't necessarily look like having a million dollar business for everybody. Um, and then they're not self theme projector, not self theme is bitterness. Um, manifestors signature theme is peace, which I love. Um, and they're not self is anger. And reflectors, their um, signature is surprise. I also say delight often. Um, so they're kind of, they're here to be like surprised and delighted by the way things that, like the way, what comes to them, who comes to them. Um, and their, their not self is disappointment, which is really interesting when you think about like their role in the world and how they operate. It's like when something like, I don't know. I just think a lot of times about the, the, the chaos and the sadness and the difficulties of the world and the, how a reflector is kind of meant to be at the center of a community and reflect back what's healthy and what's not. Mm -hmm. And so when they are disappointed, like, and that's how they know that something's not right for them or that something's off. I'm like, Oh, that's just like such a, such a deep thing. Mm, yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if for anybody just coming into this work or for anybody, you know, I talk about, we've talked a lot about embodiment so far on the podcast. And I think that knowing those themes can be a really good kind of way. Like if you're just starting to feel into, you know, what's right for me, what's not for me, it's such a good tool to be able to get it straightened out faster. Cause I would probably go years sometimes just being like, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, and not realizing like, oh, this is an invitation for me to figure out where I'm out of alignment. Um, yeah. And so now I feel like I can get in touch much, much quicker. Because if I if I notice myself in conversation too many times being like, I'm really frustrated about this, I'm really frustrated about that. I'm like, okay, I need to pause and figure out what, like where this is coming from, where I need to get back on track. Yes, exactly. And then like, that's the thing is that we're not supposed to just like mute frustration in our life. We're not supposed to only ever feel satisfaction. We're supposed to let frustration be a thing that informs us. And a lot of times too, like with generators, we might be like, Oh, I'm, I feel stuck. I feel frustrated. Like I'm tired of this. I've been doing this thing and I thought it was the thing I want to do. And now I'm frustrated. And when you're kind of new to human design, you might be like, oh, does that mean, that means I'm off track. I've got to throw this away and start again. But it actually means like, hold on, take a beat, pause. What needs to be reworked? Does anything need to be reworked? Do I just need to rest? Like what's happening here? And like being able to kind of just ground back in your body, um, come back into yourself and then maybe put it down for a second, take a break and then wait for the energy for that thing to come back to it. Um, there's this thing called the generator plateau, which is when your energy just kind of drops off. Like you've been going, 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 going. And your energy for that thing that you've been going, going, going for just kind of drops off. And a lot of people then abandon that thing. But um, that's not always what's meant to happen. So, 
That's interesting. Does that carry over into manifesting generator at all? Like with that? Um, you know, that's such an interesting question. Um, I'm trying to think of if I've ever like studied anything about that. And I have not. Um, like, I don't have a clear answer for you, but have you experienced it before? It feels a little familiar. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I get a good, a big energy push on something and then it kind of like dies out. And I might just keep in mind sometimes just to pause and see if something needs to be reworked or if it's that yeah. it's not, it's no longer giving that like sacral response and it's time to move on. But maybe that's yeah. be interesting to check in on. Yeah. I'm going to have to like go into my generator books and, and see if there's anything specifically about generator plateau and manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. Um, it's typically, you know, referenced in for the generator type. So I don't know why it wouldn't be, but just mechanically as a manifesting generator, you're kind of moving in a different way, right. um, but you're still here for mastery and you're still meant to go response by response. It's just going to look a little bit different than a pure generator. Be interesting. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I'm just, just curious. Mm -hmm. oh, I feel like there are just so many, so many directions we could take, take this conversation. And, and that's what I tell people too, with human design is that like, even knowing some of these basics, I feel like can be so helpful. Like I have not dug deep, you know, you get into all the numbers on the side of the chart. I still have zero idea what we're doing there, but I feel like even, you know, just digging into some of these basics is such a good, such a good place to start. Um, what, you know, what kind of past your initial type, if people were just kind of kind of dipping their toe in, what do you feel like is some of the more, um, I guess, informative parts of the chart you would recommend people kind of pay attention to? Ooh. <laughs> well, like you said, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of directions. So I would honestly say whatever pulls at you. Um, like if you get a reading or you order one of the, like the guidebooks that is floating around, um, you can, you know, see what kind of pulls at you. I know for me, I, was really drawn to my profile. So your profile is like the costume you wear in the world, the way that you um, kind of like operate. And it's a little, I mean, it's different than your type because the type is just kind of how you exist. And then your profile is like quite literally how you're moving through the world. So you and I are both one threes. We're investigator mm -hmm. martyrs, which is we really love a solid, secure foundation. So we do that also often through research and observation and just like building this really secure foundation of knowledge so that we can then use that to become an authority on something. Um, but that third line is all about trial and error, mis messing up, making mistakes and learning experientially. So there's a little bit of tension between the two numbers. But when I learned that, like, I am somebody that's supposed to mess up the amount of times, like when I would make a mistake on something or, or I would do the same thing perfectly twice. And on the third time I would mess it all up and you, you're supposed to be getting better with time, but a third line, it doesn't matter how many times you've done something. <laughs> You can make a mistake no matter what, but it's always teaching you something. And as soon as I had that perspective, like my whole body just relaxed. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I knew that I was somebody that needed to just build a really solid and keep a really solid and secure foundation for myself, it was just like, okay, I don't feel so like, I don't feel so nervy about that because now I know how to prepare myself to feel confident and, and all those things. So that was huge for me. But then there's also your centers, which I mentioned a little bit, which is like, we've got nine energy centers and um, some of them are going to be defined. Some of them are going to be undefined unless you're a reflector. Um, all of them, all nine are undefined if you're a reflector. Um, but for certain types like reflectors, manifestors and projectors are all non-sacrals. So if you're a non-sacral type, digging into the sacral center and understanding what being a non-sacral means is going to be huge because you're not meant to 
to move at the same pace as sacral beings, generators and manifesting generators, like you just aren't. <laughs> and so sometimes the centers can be the best place to start for, for some people. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, and then we've got gates and channels. Like you said, the numbers on the side, you've got all the planets, you've got your variables, like it's just so vast, but typically when I do type, um, type authority, which is how you make decisions, profile and centers are kind of like my basic. It's where I start everybody off as that. Yeah. I love that. Let's talk about that. I don't, I don't think we've touched on this yet. Let's talk a little bit about that. Cause that was another really powerful thing. And I think it comes into so much with business is how it can help us inform how we make decisions. Mm, yep. Yes. So every type has, um, every person has their own decision-making authority. Um, and oh gosh, off the top of my head, I'm not going to remember how many there are, but not every type has access to them. So like generators, you can either be a sacral authority or an emotional authority. Um, sacral, you respond in the moment. Um, you either have energy for something now or not. And you know that in the moment, it's based off of how you respond. You're like either yes or no, or, and that's good for you right then in the moment. Um, emotional authorities need some time. They need to time to ride their wave, um, kind of collect different data as they ruminate on the decision. You're never ever, no matter what type you are, you're never ever meant to make a decision with your mind. So if you can rationalize a decision, typically you're not, especially for like sacral and emotional, you're, um, and splenic, we don't have to get into all this. <laughs> um, but yeah, rationalizing your Decision is typically one way to know that you're using your mind to make the decision and not your body. Um, so, yeah. So um, even though as an emotional authority, you're kind of like taking in new data points over time and it might make you like think you can rationalize your decision and, and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it's based off of how you feel in your body. It's either no or yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It's just so, it's such good information to have, um, and to learn how to feel into this and just like kind of, I don't know, a side note for, for listeners, I feel like this is so much of what I want to bring with this podcast, because the more we learn how to be in the body and we get out of our thinking mind, uh, just the more aligned we're going to be and the better energy we're going to have for what we're doing. Right. Because, mm -hmm. That is why you can do everything right, air quotes, do everything right, do everything that they quote are saying that you should do and like be perfect and show up perfectly and show up perfectly on social media and all this stuff and still not see the success you want or still burn out or still end up like running your business into the ground because it is maybe not what is right for you. And I just like, if there's, I feel like if there's anything else that like I want people to get from this podcast, it's like, I feel like that's what I'm here to like shout from the rooftops is like, you have to bring it back into you and human design is just such a great tool for, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like our authority is, I, I don't know. I feel like when you're running a business, you're just constantly facing all these shoulds mm -hmm. like, oh, well, okay. So, so-and-so said that they made six figures because they did this. So I should do that. Mm -hmm. And no, not necessarily. Maybe. If it's right for you, if it feels like, yes, you know, maybe posting three reels a day is right for you. <laughs> but if it's a no, if you're like, especially as a generator, if you're like, I don't 
want to do it, but I have to do it in order to be successful. Actually, that's not the best way to spend your energy. You're going to end up really tired and, and depleted. And generators are meant to be tired, right? We're meant to be pooped out at the end of the day because we've spent our energy, but we're supposed to use that energy for things that we need or not need, but like are satisfied by. And so maybe posting a reel a week is like exciting to you because it gives you the space to be creative. And that feels really good. And it doesn't make sense to the social media coach you hired who told you to post three reels a day. Um, you know, it's like, okay, but that's right for me. And that's the other thing too, is like in human design, we have this picture or beyond human design, like in general, we have a picture for what success looks like, right? We're running successful businesses, which means we have a lot of money, means we have a lot of happiness. We have a lot of freedom. We paint these beautiful visions in our mind, Mm -hmm. but then we get into human design and we start doing the things that feel right for us. And maybe our successful business doesn't look like the vision that we had in our mind. Um, like it's not always going to be the exact thing that you picture. Like your life isn't always going to turn out as the way that you thought it should. Uh, but it is always going to turn out in the way that is like best for you. Mm. And I think that's one huge thing for me with human design is I realized that, um, not everything that I've always wanted was an actual like authentic want or desire for myself. It was me holding the vision for what I thought would be a successful life. And so it's just human design gives us back the authority and the autonomy to understand that like our happiness can't be quantified, our success, our satisfaction, our peace. Like it, it might not make sense to other people. It might not look like, Oh, well, you're not going to have a successful business if, if you do it that way. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be satisfied. And ultimately that's what I need in my life. Not this thing, all these shoulds that the world is imposing on me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Down with the shoulds forever and ever. Um, And I do think, I mean, even uh, maybe this is just, Maybe this is something I need to work through. Uh, but I do think when we stop following those shoots and we turn in, we do find more success than when we're when we're running by the shoulds. And yeah, maybe it looks a little different. Um, but overall, I mean, I just think it it really it takes courage, it takes vulnerability to do this work and to be willing to to look at that and be willing to, you know, say, no, this isn't right for me. That's not how I'm gonna do it. Um, and I'm gonna show up as me. Like, cause I feel like, you know, ever since we you know, first start moving in the world. It's almost like we start, we start picking up these messages of like, I have to be someone else to fit in or to, you know, to whatever. Um, so it's just, it's really brave work to look at all of this. I feel like. Yeah. And, and like, you might feel happier and more successful than you ever thought you could. And it might look completely different than what you thought was going to bring you happiness and success. Um, but that doesn't matter, right? Because you're just moving through life happy and, and satisfied and successful according to your own definition and your own design. Um, yeah, I, when you said the, you know, we're kind of like from the minute we're born, we're just kind of, you know, trying to fit in and whatnot. That's why human design, the founder of human design always said it was for the kids um, mm. because you you bring these new perfect little creatures into the world and then you start being like, oh, well, you're bad, you're good, you know, this, that, this is how you behave. This is how you don't behave. And you just start imposing all these things on these like 
you know, blank slates and that's, you know, what's called conditioning. Um, and, but if you are a parent and you know, human design, and I love talking to parents about human design, then from the day that your kid comes into the world or, or maybe 10 years in, like, but it's not, you know, 30 or 40 years in, <laughs> like, you know, you start to be able to support them through their life according to their own design. And it can do wonders. Like they're not all meant to learn the same way. And we're not all meant to eat the same way. And we're not all meant to sleep the same way. And all these things that are just so vitally and valuably important um, to the way that we operate. And and it's also an incredible tool for reparenting ourselves. Mm. So if you're not a parent, you know, but a lot of people, I feel like in this, when they're trying to move into a more intuitive business, they find themselves, you know, having to grapple with all these, you know, all the conditioning, all the shoulds, all the mindset blocks that stop them from really being able to, to be in their bodies. And so we can use human design to kind of give us access to reparenting ourselves through nurturing ourselves in the way that is, you know, best for us in the way that we would have hoped to have been nurtured as a child, but, um, you know, weren't able to be. Yes, absolutely. I feel like that Again, I'll have to check for permission on this, but for my projector husband, it's been like allowing himself to take a nap, like just instead of like, I need to push through because I have to like do all this stuff. It's like, no, I need to take a nap right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, that's the thing that's been helpful for me to understand about him. Like he's not just not doing something like he is actively taking care of his energy so he can show up the way that he needs to. Um, It's just, yeah, also helpful. Okay. So as people, you know, start looking into this, if they are finding that they are out of alignment, that they are not moving in that way, do you have any advice or any tips for starting to come back more into alignment, starting to feel more into that, um, positive, I can can never remember the word for it, but the, like, you know, the positive signature of, of their type. Um, I think just noticing. So when you find human design, you might feel a little prickly about it. (laughs) I feel like same when you like find out your Enneagram and you're like, I'm not like I was a four. And I'm like, I'm not Enneagram can't contain me. And somebody was like, you sound like a four. I'm like, shut up. Um, (laughs) and so you might feel a little prickly about it. Like I was mentioning with those asterisks when I was type, like talking about type, like there's nuance for everything. So you might be a generator and, um, just not feel like one because you've spent your whole life working and doing things that that aren't satisfying and you're so tired. And, um, you know, so I feel like when you come to human design, regardless of how you feel about it, the best way to really start kind of integrating it into your life is just by noticing. So taking things like your signature and your, um, you're not self feeling and just being like, Oh, hmm, I'm frustrated. Interesting. Oh, this feels really satisfying. Interesting. Or maybe you found out you're like a sacral authority and you feel like you have no connection to the idea of a yes or a no, just like mm-hmm. really starting to notice and be like, Oh, I always say, say play with like low pressure things, like stand in front of your closet and just see like, Hmm. I like that shirt today <laughs> or like stand in front of your fridge and be like, Oh, those carrots look good. <laughs> like, just starting to notice in your body um, because it's, you know, it's delicate work, like especially um, sacrals, it's the center for pleasure. And so we're kind of told in life that we're not supposed to experience that. And, and 
all the ways um, or that it's bad or whatever. And so we cut ourselves off from it. And that's why we can be detached from the feeling of being in our bodies as, as sacral beings or just as all types, really. Mm -hmm. um, the sacral center is like a very tender space. It's, we talk about it as the like energy, you know, sustainable energy, but it's also the energy for creation, for life. It's quite literally life force energy. Um, and so it can, it can be really tender to work with it. Um, so it's like, give yourself time and just start noticing going slow, um, and just start kind of, you know, making little changes like, Oh, I'm frustrated. I'm going to put that down for a second rather than force myself through it. Just going to put it down. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like to maybe depending how, how burned out, how, like how kind of deep down, I feel like at least when I started tuning in, there was so much that was a no, it was almost hard to find the yes. Cause I was yeah. so out of alignment. So it, it takes yeah. some, some practice to, to move into that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just time and noticing and, um, tenderness for yourself as you start kind of trying to move through the world in a different way. Um, you know, there can be a lot of hard feelings like resentment or, um, you know, just a lot of things. There can also be a lot of good feelings like, oh my God, I finally feel like myself. And it's not, it doesn't always have to be some like very dramatic thing, but it can often be kind of this like unraveling of self. Mm -hmm. um, so going slow and yeah, and just taking your time with it all and playing with what feels exciting to you. Like when you find out you're a splenic projector and like, that's a very intuitive decision-making process and it's, and it's a snap judgment and it's, it's quiet. It's based off of survival and what's healthy for you in that moment. Um, and like, you know, I've got a friend who's a splenic projector and she just would start taking spleen walks <laughs> and she would just go and she would be like, oh, my body wants to turn me this way. So I'm going to turn that way. And just mm -hmm. like playing with it, you know, like finding some joy and experimenting. It's, it's called the human design experiment. Um, so keeping that kind of at the forefront of it all, I think is, is good. I love that. I love that. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you feel like we should touch on or anything else that you want to add around anything, human design, life, any of that? Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure when I listen back to this, I'll be like, why didn't you talk about this? Why didn't you talk about that? But human design is such a huge system. And I think that's kind of probably the thing I'll, I'll leave you all with is just that it is a big, big thing when you discover your design and it is a deep, deep rabbit hole and you don't have to have it all at once. Um, and so if there's any kind of sense of overwhelm or like, whoa, this is too much, just, you know, take it, take it slow, bite sizes, find what resonates. And if something does not resonate with you or makes you feel kind of edgy and weird, just leave it because that's not meant for you right then. Like if you, um, find out that your, that your gate and your sun gate is friction and you're like, what? I'm just, I mean, I bring friction to the world. <laughs> if that feels horrible, that's my sun gate. <laughs> um, if you, if that feels horrible to you, then put it down. You know, if that doesn't resonate with you, just put it down and take what, take what resonates and leave the rest is, is generally what I tell people. So it's one of my favorite phrases. Take what resonates yep. and leave the rest. Yes. I love that. Oh man. This has been, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is such a great, just a great overview and a great conversation. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. Tell us a little bit about, about where people can find you, how they can work with you, any of that kind of stuff that you've got going on right now. 
Yeah. So um, you can find me at HD on Instagram or glogojuice.com. Um, and then right now what I've got going is I am doing readings. Um, there's a few different types of readings that I offer, family readings, um, and then just like basic readings, more intermediate readings. If you've had a reading with me before, you can always come back. Um, and then I think my most like proud accomplishment of the past year is I made this um, affirmation deck according to your human design. It's completely custom to your design. So you can buy those. Um, it's like a little a little tarot deck comes in a little velvet bag. Um, and there's also print at home options, which is a little bit more affordable, um, for people who don't want to make the big spend, but, um, yeah, it's, I love it. It's like, you just pull a card and it has an affirmation according to your unique design. So it's just kind of set up to support you. Um, I, I made it for myself <laughs> and then I was like, I want to give this to the world. So, um, yeah, that's what I've got going on right now. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, I will put those links into the show notes, um, but definitely check out Christina, follow her, follow her on Instagram. She is just delightful, a delightful person to be around and to see your energy. So thank you again so much for, for joining me today. And um, I hope everyone has a great week. Yay. Thanks so much. This has been today's episode of your intuitive wedding business. You can find out more about our guests, their links, anything that was mentioned in the show, in the show notes. You can also find out more information about working one-on-one with me and more information about the podcast in the show notes or at jencreedcreative.com slash podcast. Have a great day, everyone.